The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our hosts, Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead. As soybean farmers prepare to select seed for 2018, Kyle and Joel, what should they be thinking about? I believe we should be looking at past histories of the crop, right? So in some of my area, we had a lot of mold two years ago. And we had a lot of mold that's starting to show up now. So seed selection is a huge deal on picking varieties that are really good or not susceptible to white mold. Is there a bulletproof variety out there? There's not. But the thing that we can do is is look at our yield cards and figure it out. We can walk fields. Knowing that the past history was white mold, we can do some selections. There's different products that you can spray over the top for white mold. So there's a lot of different aspects. Joel, where do you foresee picking a variety or how do you pick out a variety for soybeans on selected ground you know i wish i spent nearly as much time focusing on variety selection for soybeans as i did on variety for selection for corn and when you look at the genetic differences in soybeans uh sorting them out is uh you know when we look at the data from answer plots we've we've tried to sort them out by response to fungicide i had minimal results on that we tried to sort them out by uh, response to population amongst the different genetics, and we really didn't have great results of that. But sorting them out by yield environment and then uh, stress loads seems to be one of the key pieces in variety selection for soybeans. And, you know, one of the things that uh, that we've been picking up on the soybean selection, maybe not as much uh, finding those response by varieties, but figuring out what yield environment they go into. And we, we talk a lot about offensive and defensive soybean varieties. When we sort genetically and the answer plots, we see some of the top-end high-yield environments selecting for some of the more offensive beans. And when we get into a little bit more of the defensive environments, I think about the site down in Truman, Minnesota. I'm, I'm sure the farmers down there probably think that we just don't know how to grow soybeans because every year they drive by it, they just see a bunch of yellow, ugly beans out there, and they go, those cropland guys, they know how to grow soybeans. And, and the reality is that's one of our favorite sites to pick out defensive varieties, and in particular, picking out for a stress load like IDC. So variety selection sometimes comes down to, you know, how offensive the environment is, but also how defensive the environment is. And, you know, Kyle, you see a lot of IDC out, out by you. You actually do quite a bit of uh, one-row, two-row plots to check for IDC selection. How do those look this year? You know, we, we went out and we selected uh, varieties that have been very consistent over the years, and those are our checks. And then we bring in our new products, and then we go against those checks. And that's how we we really examine the, the new products. And, and the last thing we want to do is ever promote or sell a product that doesn't fit those acres. And just because it has defensive characteristics does not necessarily mean that it's defensive against yield also. In the old-style Soybeans, they used to say, well, this is really, really defensive, which means you can take it to your high salts, your high pH, and it's going to be green, and it's going to give you yield. And if you don't have that defensive characteristic, it's going to get lit up. It's going to be death or really yellow chlorotic symptoms out there. So, you know, looking at our our single rows, multiple rows, that's how we really evaluate where we are as as a company and our partner brands. And so we do a lot of training internally 
and externally as far as grower tours and other such. So everybody's comfortable about how new products are on that same environment. So we talk, obviously, agronomically a lot about stress load and variety selection. I think one way to spread some of that risk out of putting all the pressure on variety selection, the trouble that I have with selecting the right variety is when I come across a variable field, a field that both has some top-end environments and some environments that are a little bit more challenging. So one of the places that we've really seen a good impact on a strategy for planting soybeans is in something we call a wind pack, where we've blended two soybeans together that have unique offensive or defensive qualities to them, and that's allowed us to spread our risk over. Kyle, I know you've had some success with wind packs out there. What were some of the advantages? You know, when I used to sell at the retailer, and and I still advise, I promote at least 85 to 90 percent of the products that we put across acres in southwest Minnesota are are wind packs, which are a 50-50 blend. And like you alluded to, they might have defensive characteristics, but they have also offensive yield, where one might be really good on white mold, and um, the other one might be really good on brown stem rot or IDC. And you put a combination, that 50-50 blend, and you take it across a lot of our soils, in fields in our area where they might go across 6 to 20 different soil types in that quarter. And in our answer plots, over 68% of our time, they're winning. They're winning against the single components, which is amazing. And I don't think of very many companies, if any other companies, that do it. And and that's by a bushel of 1.6 bushel. 1.6 1.6 bushel over the uh, the components of it, so the blend by together. Themselves. By themselves, correct. Yeah, it is doing better than the individual components. You know, I think about the three farmers in the United States that have multi-variety planters out there. I'm sure there are a few more than three, but not many more. And I think that really is a place that uh, I've seen uh, the importance of field variability against soybean selection really has started to shine. Some of those producers are utilizing their multi-hybrid or multi-variety planters to make variety placement more specific. But if you don't have that option, a blend is your next best thing. When we look at populations where soybeans can achieve optimum yield, if you've got a population of 90,000 plants per acre, some of the studies show you can still achieve optimum yield. And I think that's one of the places multi-variety planters have showcased the importance of field variability and the stress load that puts on soybeans. I think the other thing we didn't talk about is the other stressors across those variable 6 to 20 different soil types out there is what is your, your soybean cyst, right? In some of these packs, we have a peaking versus 8.8788. I mean, there's different strains that we're trying to go out there, so we're not building up resistance. And and the other thing is Phytophthora. I mean, we have some of these packs now that have the C gene, the K gene, and an A gene in them. So we're, we're trying to cover our basis on all this to try to get the most production off of these blends as possible. Sounds like an alphabet soup of seed selection. Did you see more uh, soybean cysts this year than other years? We've seen uh, quite a bit of soybean cysts in our space for quite some time, and it's kind of hit and miss. There's no set pattern to how they work. We do have certain areas of the field that are more conducive for cyst involvement, but there's a product actually that's just coming out this next year is Nema Strike, and it's it's a product that's uh, it's a Monsanto product that's come out and. Uh, they're claiming that it's it's 72 days of control, which is absolutely outstanding considering that soybean cyst nematode are United States' biggest, greatest limiting factor in, in soybean production. So claiming they get a three-bushel advantage by using this product, it's supposed to be a game-changer. Yeah, certainly nematodes are something that when you look at those populations, if they go unchecked and you're utilizing the same gene year after year, 
you're selecting for a certain type of cyst that's going to blow up on that. Corn soybean rotations tend to have higher numbers than continuous corn rotations. So certainly rotation really matters. On occasion, there's some beans on beans. We've talked about that in prior uh, Deal With Yield podcast episodes of, of beans on beans. And that is a way that you can increase soybean cyst levels out in your field, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But certainly rotation plays into that. One of the ways I see people managing their cyst tolerance out there, their cyst pressure out there, is to go into an extended rotation, two years corn followed by one year soybeans. And that's one of the ways that people are managing these high cyst loads on their field in addition to uh, the gene resistance as well as the nematocyte resistance. I think another thing with the cyst nematode, we also got uh, issues with sudden death in some spaces. So we're looking at the commonality or the togetherness that those two run. Obviously, for sudden deaths to be there, you need a vector or a point of attack on them. And if you got cysts that are chewing on them, and it's a vector point of entry, and sudden death all of a sudden's in your plant. So we found out that the areas that usually have really bad SDS in spots is also where you have the highest number of cyst nematodes. So one place growers can go this fall to check out more information on cropland soybean varieties, you can certainly look at our performance at uh, answerplot.com and see how the local area plot did next to you. Uh, you can look at some of our regional results. But certainly going to cropland.com is one of the places where you can start to see some of the differences in agronomic tolerances and, and stress loads that Kyle and I have talked about here. And uh, we really try to help you sort out what it is that, uh, that you're looking for on that website by, you know, whether you're looking for a certain uh, maturity, a certain mode of action from herbicide, or whether you want to wind pack to spread some of that along. You can also uh, contact your local retailer, your local cropland retailer, and uh, they've got some of the best agronomic staff on hand to be able to, uh, to have a conversation about which cropland variety might fit best for you. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with our hosts, Kyle Reiner, Master Agronomy Advisor, and Joel Whipperforth, Ag Technology Applications Lead. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com 